It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome to the first ever Tuesday summary podcast of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs. It is Mark here with just Ryan. No Rob today, mate. And uh, mate, I think it's because this podcast is specifically reserved for people in the top 50 overall. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> Rob as irregular as ever just, yeah, just hasn't cracked it yet, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, he's not day, making mate. the cut. Down in the down in the boondocks at 157 overall, he he's not quite hanging with our stuff at the moment. Uh, but mate, you've you've done a great job this week actually uh, leapfrogging me. Um, so you're sitting at at number 30 at the moment. Mm. Uh, are you doing the same thing as me this route this in this last game? So we're actually coming to you at halftime of the Warriors Storm game. Uh, I've been sort of alternating between 45 and 42 overall, just sort of up and down slightly, depending on Harry Grant versus, uh, you know, Johnson. whoever else yeah. in the team. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm the same. I've been sort of hovering around that high 20s to low 30s. So hopefully it's uh, high 20s by the end of the year, uh, by the end of the game. But I think I dropped about three ranks with that Harry Grant try assist in the first half. Mm. Yeah, and then Ali Katoa, obviously, off with the HIA at the moment. I'm not feeling confident that he's coming back on. Mm, yeah, me either. It looked he looked pretty wobbly, didn't he? And obviously, Dylan Walker yeah. copped the sin bin for it too. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. I hope he comes back for my fantasy team, but in reality and practicality, I think he's probably not coming back. But we'll uh, we'll probably touch on that and uh, and probably land back there. But mate, this uh, this round started so long ago. I actually yeah, don't even remember like a... the Panthers playing the Rabbitohs. <laughs> mate, I was at this game, and it feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> Yeah, it was five weeks ago. This game, oh. um, uh, the uh, the host debacle. Jacob host only five points. Hooked after to seventeen minutes. Came back for the final eight, uh, and actually managed to score like way more points in the last eight minutes than what he did in the first <laughs> seventeen. So, I mean, in a way, it's a benefit, um, but in another way, it's not. Um, so obviously they don't have to play the Panthers every week. We're a little bit more optimistic for him for next week. Uh, coming up, I'll uh, go the Broncos. Okay. Maybe not. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just signs that coaches hate your fantasy team, don't they? It's, um, it goes from being a 65 minute guy to mm-hmm. losing Colin Matungi to going off after 17 minutes. So I, I think, um, like I've had a couple of questions like asking people, like people asking if they should sell him, um, Sort of lean no, but like if we do get some cash cows next week, it'll be um, might be tough to hang on. But I'm sure he'll bounce back. Yeah, well, I'm just looking here now, and and between that, Souths had uh, three forwards for a total of 59 minutes uh, between Cartwright, Saluka, Fafita, and Hosts. So obviously they, uh, you know, they they've got some potential there to increase the minutes. But then Davi Moali 33 minutes, Tom Burgess 32 minutes. So they obviously must have cranked some minutes out outside of that. Harmicelli fifty, uh, and then everybody else, you, you know, really big minutes in a in a tough matchup. So you have to imagine. Hopefully, they get a couple more, you know, easier games. And and I can't imagine the plan is for for Jacob Post to play twenty five minutes a week. Uh, yeah, outside of that, so. clear. Outside of that, Cleary, nice update. Uh, yo, 
doing well. Cleary, uh, not Cleary, uh, Latron Mitchell doing well. You know, Cook fine. Murray, obviously the big news here is pretty disappointing. 47 in 74 minutes. Uh, not really any attacking stats, just base and and that's about it. Um, I, as a Murray owner, Ryan, you don't have I, – I don't have Murray, but you do. What, what's your sort of – how are you feeling about him at the moment? Oh, I mean, it, it's a little bit annoying just because of the way they're utilising him at the moment. It's um, – you know, he, he's always doing that last pass at the line, and I think it's becoming a little bit predictable in their attack rather than mm. last year. He was doing that last pass occasionally, but he was also taking on the line a little bit more, I feel like, and challenging them a bit. Um, I don't know if it's panic stations just yet, considering – like this is his first score under 57 in the last five rounds. Um, mm. Like he had just put out an 87 and a 62 two rounds ago. Um, that said, uh, it's, yeah, I mean, the plan originally for me was to sell him in round 13 as sort of an avenue to Hines once Origin begins and South start having their buyers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe it's a case of pulling the trigger a little bit early. Obviously, that's going to be hard to do with Payne Haas also gone next week, which we'll get into later. But, yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. And then, obviously, last note here, Zach Hosking only played 59 minutes. They did the... Uh, the shuffle in the back row is there. Uh, Scott Zorinson, 69 minutes. Uh, he he did look a bit tired, Hosking, but I, I think he plays looking tired. So I don't really I don't really know why this up happened there, but but it did. Um, now the Broncos and the Eels Friday night up in Darwin. Pat Carrigan top score here. Payne Haas uh, gets the uh, hip drop question, quote unquote. Suspension. So he'll he's taken the early play. He'll be out next week. Uh, Carrigan big bounce back. Sean Lane big bounce back. Uh, Ryan, what was your key points out of this one? Well, obviously Carrigan uh, was was nice to see. You were uh, getting on the uh, on the blower on Instagram chirping mm. um, call after you called it on Monday. Um, certainly nice to get one in the win column after Jacob Host debacle on Thursday, but. Yeah, yep. good game for Carrigan. Finally had a bit of a bit of attacking stats and the base was there, which was what we wanted to see as well. And uh, coming into a little bit of a closer game than what he has been playing in recent weeks too. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was just the, the hip drop saga. <laughs> About three different blokes, fantasy relevant for the most part, guys. Copping them. Yeah, well, I mean, Hopgood, he's going to play next week. But he's dropping 25K or so. He's going to be back into the 600 and somethings and high break even again. So he's one to keep an eye on through the origin period. Uh, obviously, Haas will be out one week. He's more than likely a hold, but, but you know, I mean, he's a for anyone that's had him since the start, he's a really interesting discussion to be had on Tuesday about whether there's a merit in selling him. But, you know, obviously we'll tick that around on, a, on another podcast. But Sean Lane, obviously great value now. He's righted his break even somewhat. Um, he still should have a, I mean, it looks like that's going to, it looks like his, his break even still going to be in the mid fifties. So no, no rush, but um, you know, he's, he's looking pretty cheap. And I mean, finally, Ryan, we got a Reese Walsh sub 30 score. <laughs> i tell you what, my heart uh, sort of sank a little bit because like at the last like minute or second minute, last minute of that game, he looked like he was about to bust through for a line break and he got mm. caught by the caught by the boot, boot lace and brought yep. down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, it was yeah, like yeah, that uh, meme of like the dude like sweating real bad when his girlfriend's asking him questions about his browser history. 
don't know if you've seen that, but yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah that was me. So, yeah, so otherwise also Mitch Moses and Dylan Brown, both low games in the 30s. Uh, they're going to be really – oh, Dylan Brown actually had a big update up to 41. He was like 36 pre-updates. So, you know, really interesting options to keep an eye on through the buy periods. Hopefully Moses can drop some cash because that would be super interesting through the uh, through the middle period for overall coaches. Any further uh, notes from this game, Ryan? Well, I guess just the Regan Campbell-Gillard um, injury and what that will do to, you know, any mm. potential cash cows, but that's probably a Wednesday teamless discussion. Yeah, well, I mean, Bryce Cartwright, 80 minutes for 26 points, not a big uh, vibe here with only 12 tackles. You have to imagine that is an unusual stat. He's been doing pretty well. Um, we're given to understand that Warimu Greg's going to come into the starting team and, and Makoto will probably come back in, but there, you have to imagine there's some minutes there for the middle forwards, particularly uh, for Hopgood. So we'll uh, we'll see how that all shakes out, and, yeah, we'll kick that around further tomorrow. Now, the Sharkies and the Bulldogs, uh, Corey Waddell top scores in this one, closely followed by Nico Hines, who seems to be at this stage the number one captaincy option of the week with 72 points. Uh, the Sharks, much better than the Bulldogs, even though it was technically only a 13-point scoreline. Um, I don't have any strong notes in any direction from this game, Ryan. What, what were your sort of key takeaways from this one? Yeah, I guess we got the uh, the other side of the roller coaster for the Tavita Pango train. Um, unfortunately, just the one offload this week as opposed to the six last week. Uh, I, I don't mm. think I'd panic too much. Luckily, he's running into the Dragons next week, so I'm sure there'll be plenty of offloads there. Um, and uh, I guess what else from this game, really, other than, I mean, maybe Matt Burton bounced back. We'll see what happens there. He's still yeah. relatively cheap. Ryan Sutton's a sell if you still have him, obviously. Paul Alamotti, same. Uh, keep an eye on Ray Fitalamarina. Um, for for those that didn't jump on the Pangai train, would you still be suggesting him as a buy? I mean, he's had two 49-minute games in a row, which is, you know, pretty good. That's what we sort of wanted to see. Yeah, I think so. Uh, just given the price point at the moment, like even if he doesn't mm-hmm. turn out to be a keeper, like he's someone that you can ride through the origin period with little to no chance of playing origin. Um, I believe he – how many of the buy rounds do they play? Do they play two? Uh, they're going to play 14, 16, and 19, 19. Yeah, perfect. So like, he is a very good uh, option during those buy rounds. He should – if he keeps the 49 minutes, he should still average – in the low 50s to high 40s. So it's not the end of the world. He will make a little bit of money on his current price. So I'd have no problem buying him. Um, I wish I didn't buy him last week. It sort of got <laughs> um, got my, uh, you know, convinced by some people in the group, but that's okay. He'll bounce back. Would you trade Zach Hosking to him and put 100 and something K in the bank? Uh, it's potentially. I think, I just think there's other guys I like. Like I'm, I'm just such a huge fan of an, of another middle forward that we're going to get to later on. Um, obviously, he's a little bit more expensive, but yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't hate it. Um, I, I think I'd rather try and go up if I could with Hosking. Yeah, no, nah, fair enough. Uh, Reed Marnie, 35 and 80 minutes. He's been really disappointing given the uh, the opportunity he's had to play a consistent 80. Yeah, speed bump. Um, and Preston, nice update as well. He's uh, continued to hold until further notice. Obviously. People moved him on. I I, uh, I had to laugh. Um, uh, 
TK sold Preston to Jack DeBellin to solidify his forwards and has resulted in a one less point. Um, <laughs> oh, that's brutal. Yeah, like, I mean, it's fine. And, I mean, long-term, JDB seems to be better and we'll cover off on him later. But, yeah, it's just funny. Like, I always used to – I was doing a lot of that stuff last year where I was like, oh, I've got to solidify the position and trade this guy in and they score, like, exactly the same. You're like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, but no, a little bit unlucky. But... Yeah, oh, 100%. And, yeah, you're right, Burton at 63 looks a really interesting option for those looking for a half. Um, um, as long as you don't need someone for 13. Just one other guy that no one has ever talked about this season and probably will continue to not talk about, but Britain Nakora is averaging 59 and he's going to be, uh, I think, close to 800K next week. That's, oh, um, no, there's lots of people talking about him. We're just ignoring really? him. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, we're the so only ones. I had on my bingo card. Right. Yeah, okay. no. We're, we're, no, we're the only ones. <laughs> yeah. Play on. No, everybody else is really interested. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, but I think it's going to work out, ignoring him, continuing to ignore him. I agree. Um, now, the Cowboys beat the Knights somehow. Um, Ryan, I have a superpower. I don't know if I told you. Um, if I tip the Cowboys, they lose. But if I don't tip them, they win. That's my yeah. superpower. So if you don't tip them, they'll win the premiership. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm going to stop tipping them. I'm not tipping them again this year. Um, but, mate, the, the most important news out of this game here is Scott Drinkwater, 63 points uh, without a try. Uh, two try assists, two line breaks, five tackle busts, 245 metres, 500K. Uh, he's only going to go up, you know, 5K or so. He's going to be 500, 500K. Is he somebody, he, I mean, for me as an overall coach, he might be close to my number one target at the moment given he's going to play – 13, 14, 16, 17. Um, but, I mean, even as an overall coach, for someone looking for a wing fullback, is he? are you confident that he's back? It's, it's tough to say because, I mean, this is the first good game we've seen from him all season. I mean, he's he does have what uh, the drag. He's got sharks and roosters, not great. But then after that, he's got the dragons and the tigers, which is pretty encouraging. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, because, I mean, like, there's another guy in this game at wing fullback that I am interested in, um, given the price point. However, his buy schedule and potential origin uh, availability is basically makes him close to a no-go versus Drinkwater. Um, yeah, I mean, for the price, I guess, if you can lock him into your wing fullback, like, considering he could almost be a straight swap for Tyrell Sloan or something like that. Um, mm. need, like, obviously, we're going to need someone to cover Lockie Miller in round 10. He's interesting. Mm. Well, it's a, it's funny that you bring up Lockie Miller because, like, I'm looking at that and say Lockie Miller is going to land at 675 or something like that. 175k in the bank. Scotty Drinkwater, who plays one extra game through the buy rounds, and um, and he's available round 10, so he's going to play two more games between now and round 17, uh, and put 175k in the bank. Is that a trade that you would consider as an overall coach? Uh, it's it's very tempting just given the the money that Miller has made um mm. but like at the same time like Miller's also looking like a keeper so like is it was it worth spending the trade uh, I'm not sure um they've got you know the gold coast after the buy they've got Parramatta this week who have been leaky um mm. 
it, it's tough. Like I, I understand the thinking, just given how much money he's made, and you can bank some there. But um, yeah, that's one I'm going to have to think about. I'm not sure if. Yeah, I'm yeah. not too sure. No, it's just something I've been considering. Um, now, mate, I do want to alert you to the fact that the second half has started and the Waz just scored another try. DWZ, mate. How good is he? <laughs> <laughs> Always said he was uh, excellent. Is Eli Katoa back on the uh, on the field or he's not? No. no. I'm not liking the chances. All right. We'll, we'll, pl- we'll play on. Um, yeah, so other, other than that, in this game, uh, Valheim's back to what you'd be wanting out of him. Lucky Fitzgibbon quietly going about his business, averaging over 50. Uh, Frizzell doing great things. Robson, a very tough 50. Um, mm. And Granville, uh, a 40-something, and, and seemingly a really interesting cash cow that probably has gone past the point now. Well, I mean, he's going to be priced in, what, the low 300s with a negative break even next week. So mm. probably, he's probably still a buy if he if – he, the problem is, like, because I would have bought him last week if he was named to start. Um, but, yeah. like, off the bench, I just couldn't touch him. Like, and if this is going to be, like, another one of those where they keep getting named on the bench and then it's a late switch on game day, obviously they mm. play Thursday this week, so we'll know. Um, yeah. So I guess maybe if he starts, I'll, I could go in this week. Yeah. Also, just a, a interesting one to keep an eye on. Uh, I'm not certainly not advocating a buy at the moment, but Jeremiah Nanai um, is is dropping some cash. So yeah, just just one to watch. Uh, obviously, had a lot of tries last year. I think the Cowboys are going to come good at some point, but as to when that'll be specifically, who knows? Now the uh, the, the Titans got swamped. By the Dolphins late in this one, uh, I think it was twenty six nil. Barely squeaked in a try before halftime. The Dolphins and then and then ended up winning. Uh, Holbrook looks to be on the uh, on the the chopping block block big time here, and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with this Titan team. David Fafita, Trialer seventy four, top scores again. Tanner Boyd, awesome. Jared Wallace, big score. Um, but Ryan, I know you want to talk about Mo Fotowaker, so why don't you do that? <laughs> Mate, I just love him so much. I really wish I'd, I'd gotten him in. I was really looking at uh, Lemuelli to Fotowaker, and then on like Sunday before kickoff, I was really tempted to do Eli Katoa to Fotowaker, which in hindsight I wish I had done. Obviously, mm. easier to say now that I know he's been you know KO'd. But um, look, Big Mo, if he if he's going to keep playing these minutes, and it seemingly like looks like he is. He's going to be a keeper, and especially with Tino, probably a lock for Origin. Like someone's going to have to play those minutes when Tino's out. I, and he, mm. in terms of a buy schedule as well, he's perfect for head to head. Like he's already had one buy, and he's going to miss what round thirteen and round sixteen. Sixteen, yeah. So probably not one you want to touch as a head to as a overall coach potentially, but as um, as a head to head coach, he he looks like a weapon, and he's still going to be priced. Um, in what about six sixty ish next week? So still affordable. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, he's he's definitely on my radar. Well, I mean, the question then becomes, like for me, for example, like as an overall player, I got Payne Haas right nine hundred k, and Fodawake is six sixty k. Like, given that Haas is going to miss this one, and he's going to miss nineteen, and be reduced on reduced minutes during Origin. Is there something better I could do with that two hundred and something k 
for Fodawaker even. Like, you know, because uh, over the last couple of weeks, Fodawaker has just been absolutely braining it. Uh, if you look at his stats uh, since the inception of PVL ball, 2021 was the, the, the ridiculous year, wasn't it? Yeah, he was good in. He was really good in 2020, but yeah, obviously the PPM was slightly up in 2021 as well, which you expect given it. Yeah. Was PBW. So if you if you have a look at his 2020, 22, and 23 stats, ignoring 2021, where he played at least 55 minutes, he's averaging 53 and a half and 62 minutes, which is great, and that's you know that's fantastic. And uh, I mean, Payne Haas, the last couple of weeks he's played significantly reduced minutes. You have to imagine he's going to be a big minute guy through the Origin period. Um, but I mean, he's, he's averaging, he's the first time he scored under 60 this week. So, you know, it would be a, a, a big move to make to, to move on from him. And I'm, I'm certainly, I'm not pushing anyone to that, but it's an interesting yeah. option for, uh, I'd, for those that playing overall. Well, I'd be lying if it hadn't crossed my mind as well, even as a head to head coach. Cause like when you think about it, right, like the default for head to head leagues is, uh, no fixtures in round 13, 16, 19, and grand final in round 26. If you don't have those rules, then you're essentially playing overall, right? So Mm. given that we've got 44 total trades this year, um, for a head-to-head player with those rules, you're only playing 23 rounds of the season. So really, you could make two trades every single week and not run out until the grand final. So like, I'm thinking about that and like, well, what's the point of conserving trades if you're a head-to-head player? Like, really, you could make two every week. You've only got to conserve two throughout the year to still have two in your pocket for the grand final. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like, what am I really saving them for? Yeah. Well, you're saving them to be able to do a big, like, mm. cull down to four upgrade and, and do something like that. But, um, no, it's an it's an interesting question for the uh, head-to-head versus overall guys for sure is, is how do you actually treat these trades um, for the uh, for the rounds, particularly when it comes to you know suspensions, because there's going to be a lot of people like the the conventional wisdom is going to be hold Payne Haas because he's an absolute gun, which is you know is right theoretically, but um, whether we can you know as as overall players, you know like you know if Eli Kato is on a mandatory stand down, you got um, oh he'd be on the buy anyway though, and then you got yeah. Payne Haas out. And you know you got a, a red dot or two. Like you might be running Jacob Host, Ben Murdoch, Masilla, Toby Couchman, and Sonny Luke in your seventeen next week. Whereas you can move Peyton Haas onto another gun and use that two hundred and forty k to turn that player into Ooh. another gun. Then you know it might be a hundred point turnaround for you, and you get an extra player. You know for one well, trade. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not sure, but Ellie Katoa might even miss round ten. Like given the eleven day stand down policy, they play Saturday in round ten. It's you know Tuesday now. Like I don't know. I'd have to look at the math. I think that's it would be close. Extra day. But El- I think Ellie with this low score uh, in the buy and the stand down or whatever, he's going to be a really popular trade out. I'll be looking to maybe do him to Ruben Cotter or something this week. I think maybe. Yeah, I think the eleventh day would be the Saturday, so I don't know if he if he'd be eligible mm. to play or not. But yeah, yeah, he looks pretty out of it. It wouldn't surprise me if he's got an extra week out. For sure. Mm. Um, I mean, outside of that, Hammer, a bit disappointing. Connolly Lamuelu, come, you know, coming good. Cody Nikarima, 41. That's nice. Hey, um, we're back. Yeah, the number one cash know. cow, unsurprisingly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, 
nah, there's not a lot happening here. It'll be interesting to see Tom, Tom McKayley. He's a really interesting one. He's pretty cheap. Um, and if he gets some minutes over the origin period, he might uh, he might be an interesting one to keep an eye on. Mm. Uh, I mean, obviously, Cam Pereira, we can sort of start to move on from and, and these sorts of guys. Marshall King, bit of a down week. Um, Isaiah Katoa, I think, is someone you can trust in your 17 week to week. Um, if you need to, he's sort of, you know, on the up and up. Um, yeah. yeah, any further notes there? No, I think that does it. Just uh, mate, David Fafita and Mo Fodawaka show. Uh, Fafita's averaging 62 this year without a try, which is just yeah. incredible. I, I wouldn't Unreal. believe that. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, on, an, uh, on a front to rugby league, Manly played the uh, the Tigers the other day, which was just an absolutely disgraceful game from start to finish. Uh, Tom Trebojevic went off the field early with uh, some sort of a ab injury, but or a groin injury. He's allegedly going to play, although I don't really understand why. Um, uh, all up, it's just not great areas from start to finish here. Uh, there's not really anybody of interest at the moment. Cherry Evans doing normal stuff. Happy scored a try and got a 50-something, which is great for him. Um, yeah, do you have anything specific you want to talk about from this Tigers versus uh, Manly game? No, this is the one game of the week I caught nothing of because I was driving from Sydney to, oh, sorry, from Canberra back to Sydney. Um, I left Lucky after you. the, uh, yeah, I left after the Dolphins uh, completed the comeback, and I feel like I've, um, I've dodged a bullet missing this game. Luckily, but just looking at the scores, I mean, I was pretty hot on Appy Coruscant going into this week. It looked like mm. he, he went all right just based off the scores, pretty Appy-like stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just all pretty disappointing all around, really, isn't it? Um, yeah, just keep John Bateman on the watch on the watch list. He's going to be. Below 700k. Yeah. yeah, keep John Bateman and David Clemmer on the watch list. Uh, I mean, uh, ta- I was just going to say, Jareen Buller. Yeah, he, he was he was in the right spot at the right time most of the time, which is all you can really ask for. If Tom Travojevic's name of weeks doesn't play next week, I'll probably trade weeks to Buller so I can get that cash moving in the right direction, um, and it'll allow me to bring in an extra eel slash Knights player um, for overall as well. So I think it'll be a win-win. But, yeah, it was a benefit to everyone that didn't watch that game, I think. Did you see that Welch uh, missed high tackle? No. No. Man, I'm doing my job here. I'm not concentrating on the game here. So, Jeez, oh, taking one for the team. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll take a glance down. There's a captain's challenge happening in the set in a, in a minute. So you're just watching it because it's your brother, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, mate. That's what I look like. You oh, see this? mate, he's, he's just like, missing. Yeah, he's, he's just gone straight over his head. Oh, that's and smart. They got, and they got, they got penalised for a high tackle and they've challenged oh, him. Oh, no, he didn't touch him. Yeah, play <laughs> on. Yeah, good call, good challenge. Now, um, the Dragons played the Roosters earlier today. Joseph Manu, top try, uh, top scorer with a try, uh, 10 tackle busts, 29 tackles, 127 running metres. He looks like an absolute... Uh, fill up if he stays in the in that jersey. The good news for people that didn't buy him is he need beat, beat his break even by four, so he's only going to go up by five. He should be around six hundred and ten k. He looks like a fantastic option um, from now onwards. Ryan, do you think that the Roosters did enough just scraping by the Dragons by one point to <laughs> to guarantee that that jersey? I think he'll have the jersey for another week just because the Roosters reserve grade team lost to the Dragons by 12 
Uh, so I don't, I don't think yeah. Sam Walker's probably done enough to get back into the team. And I was listening to Trent Robinson's press conference um, yesterday, and yeah, he. He, he was. It didn't really seem like Walker was going to get this jersey back immediately. I'm sure he will get another opportunity at some stage in the season, likely during the Origin period. Once you know, if Tedesco gets a rest or something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought I thought they looked a lot better uh, than last week. They they seemed like they were they were um, on their way to a, a decent win until the Tyrell Sloan show happened in the second half. But um, yeah, no, look, I, I think he's a, a good buy. Like I, I jumped on him this week. Um, I'd be comfortable recommending him just because I think the upside is is so great. Like I said on the Tuesday pod last week, I thought it was another Zach Hosking situation. Obviously, you could afford to wait um, given the break even, but yeah, you know, I saw everything I wanted to see from him this game. It was it was fun to watch. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely going to be having a look at trying to work out a way that I can squeeze him in this week. I think the uh, 50k or so to go from Hammond to Manu is probably well well worth it at this time. So. Uh, as long as you got that that buy cover there, uh, my, yeah. There's I, I'm sort of I'm in a weird spot here this week because I've got a, a number of options that I want to have a look at. It might be you know Katoa Hammer and um, Miller out, Manu Cotter and someone else in or something like that. Uh, but we'll we'll see how we go. Uh, Jack Bird second highest score, eleven tackle last thirty six tackles, eighty eight meters. Um, he was just breaking tackles for fun, and there was one stage there where he sort of did like three palm offs and then just stood still and waited to get waited to get tackled, like he was intentionally accruing fantasy points, which was great. Um, <laughs> I really liked that. Um, and then uh, yeah, Brandon Smith, he's well and truly officially formally back with a sixty two and seventy three minutes. Uh, obviously, Radley got binned, which is at the surprise of absolutely nobody. Um, but even without that, you know, Hutchinson come on for Tupo uh, and push Suwali out to the wing. But uh, Brandon Smith was well and truly going to put up a 50 before that, I I think. So, yeah, he's a, he's a great option. And for anyone that didn't jump on previous to now, uh, now is your cue to get, a, to get on before he lands at, you know, 700K. Um, Teddy also with a 50-something with a try. He was sort of patchy. Jack DeBell in 52 went at well for the HIA, came back on. Any 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 additional notes here? Oh, mate, just a, a Warriors update here. Charms is off with the HIA. He doesn't look too great. So there's another fantasy mm. uh, kick in the nuts to end, end the week. But, um, yeah, I, I guess just uh, got to keep an eye on that Brandon Smith sort of ankle injury. It looked like he, he uh, had a bit of an ankle problem um, at the end of the game he, he managed to get up and complete the last minute but see what happens there hopefully he's all right hopefully it's you know one of those just little ankle roll and he'll be he'll be right um yeah, yeah no i mean otherwise this is just a, a fun game to have a lot of the fantasy guys tyrell sloan was yeah on stuff all at halftime and then was awesome in the second half um and yeah just uh, maybe angus Crichton dropping a bit of money but Oh, mate, Toby Couchman, geez, he was... Uh, oh, man, he got the minutes here too. 20, 56 yeah. minutes he got. And minus 16, oh, no, minus 18 in negatives. <laughs> yeah, Jared Warrior, Jared Warrior Hargreaves just put a target on him, eh? He just was coming at him for tackle bus. He, uh, he's only got one tackle bust here, but I reckon I saw him... I reckon I saw Couchman miss eight tackles specifically on... By Rhea Hargreaves, so I won't be surprised to see that number go up a little bit for Hargreaves. Not that he's relevant for fantasy, but um, yeah, no, Couchman got the minutes as we thought he would. 
didn't capitalize on the fantasy points. Um, not exactly clear on what's happening with the Dragons hooking situation here with uh, by getting through the first, like, 50 minutes before Little got on. It's like the opposite of, like, intelligent coaching Ducks and Drakes things there where they were like, oh, we're going to make Little an 80-minute player and then all of a sudden he plays half an hour a game. Just it really doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, and Suwali only getting 14 with 10 <laughs> points and goals is... <laughs> <laughs> that have to be like it's it have to be really close to my fantasy highlight of the year. That's Blake Taft. That's Blake Taft. Oh mate, levels. no, that's not even Blake Taft. That is Brad Abbey level stuff. <laughs> oh, I've shit. never seen a bloke more hyped by everybody else other than me that I have been so right or more than us that we have been so right and they've been so wrong on anything. Like five goals. Six tackles, three missed tackles, one tackle bust, two errors, 60 metres. It's just, that's embarrassing. $1.6 million. That's what you're paying for. Oh, my God. That's embarrassing. Just get Brad Abbey over there. (laughs) Oh, my God. Just horrendous stuff. Just disgusting. I reckon I could get out there with my half rehabbed ACL and score more than that fantasy points. It's embarrassing. I'd back you. Paul Momorowski, seven as well. What's going on there? This Roosters team, honestly, they should have they should have won by fifty today. It's it's honestly it's 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 a borderline malpractice there that they only they only won by one. And at some point, somebody needs to check Trent Robinson's coaching credentials. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought he made a decent move moving Manu, but he, I don't know. He, he seems to have lost the plot a little bit, hasn't he? But all up, you think about the teams that have won, like that Roosters team, that was so overpowered, that Roosters team that won the grand final. Those couple of years in a row there. Like they had Cooper Cronk and and like they, they, they've obviously got an unlimited salary cap and the blokes just, you know, He's running with this massive list of superstars and he still can't get them to do anything. And it's just, it's borderline embarrassing. I reckon I, I'm, I'm firmly confident that if you put Nathan Brown, not the Roosters Nathan Brown, the coach Nathan Brown, in at that Roosters team, he could get him in the top eight. <laughs> get him in. Get yeah, him in it's, it's honestly, I need to see something from him. I need him to show me some hustle. Now, Mate, we're into the last game here. Adam Fanua Blake stopped scoring here, 60 with a try, 47 minutes in. Uh, he obviously had a little break, so we, we've got 25 to go. Um, what are we hoping to see in the last 20 minutes here from this uh, storm Waz game, aside from a big Waz victory? Yeah, hopefully the Waz can come back, but uh, I guess Nelson is off of Solomoto, uh, 52 in 35 minutes. He's got the offloading arm out. He's got five offloads in those 35 minutes. Yeah. Um, He's going to be an interesting one, as you know, if he's back in the starting side next week. Yeah. First game back off that that injury. Uh, obviously, he's on a bye next week, so we won't be looking at him there. But um, yeah, he's he's an interesting one. Um, Harry Grant has been okay. It's sort of Tor who's a- off on uh, twenty five in thirty nine minutes. Yeah, he doesn't seem like uh, he's come back. I thought to me like that looked like a cork to me. That didn't look like a. It didn't look like a you know a severe injury mechanism. From where I was standing, and I'm I'm not the NRL physio. Where's what's going on with Jasper Vung? He's only played 16 minutes. Is he injured? 
Um, I'm not sure. I haven't seen anything about it. Uh, no? No. He's just on the shit list. Uh, so the NRL physio says, video brings concern for aggravation of MCL sprain of uh, the Tohu Harris injury. Oh, right. No, Jazz, he's, he's back out there. Um, so, yeah, so definitely one to keep an eye on Tohu. If he's going to be out for a, like a longer amount of time, um, we'll need to bring some consideration to these other worries forward, forwards. Uh, I'd like to see Jackson Ford pick his game up, 28 points in 59 minutes with a try here. He's got five missed tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and obviously we're coming at you with TLT, TLW tomorrow. Um, yeah. So, right, yeah. I, I think maybe we, we we rip in and watch the last 20 minutes. What do you think? Yeah, sounds good, mate. I'll roll out of bed tomorrow and open up the team lists. <laughs> good. <laughs> good stuff. All right, thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate you spending your Anzac Day night slash whatever the day is, the 20, 26th Wednesday. I don't know what day it is. I'm going to be back at work tomorrow, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, we'll join you for team lists. We'll have a podcast tomorrow night. We'll uh, bring you all your news notes from TLT answer your questions and uh yeah thank you and we'll see you tomorrow